Thank you for having me. Good morning. Have a seat. I am here with a two and a half year old who's over in the squishy part of the church. Uh, so if you see him take off, maybe just grab him. Um, he's good for now. Um, thank you so much for having us with you. My name is Aaron Scott. I'm the organizer and co-founder of Chaplains on the Harbor. Chaplains on the Harbor is a mission station of this diocese out on the coast in rural Grays Harbor County. So we work in Aberdeen, Westport, Elma, Hoquiam, and pretty much anywhere there's a jail in the county. Five years ago, the Reverend Sarah Monroe and I started this ministry. She went first. She had a small $500 grant uh, from the church, a backpack full of sandwiches, and a pack of cigarettes. That is literally what we started our ministry with. There was no building, no staff. She had just come out of being homeless herself. We were both working multiple jobs. I'm still working multiple jobs. And we began as a ministry of listening to people who were living in tents, back alleys, sleeping under bridges, just listening, just learning. And there was a lot to learn. Five years later, we've grown into a parish of about 500 poor and homeless people, a staff of 12 brilliant leaders, most of whom are formerly or currently homeless, in recovery from addiction, have criminal records. We run feeding programs, street and jail outreach around the county just about every day of the week. We run a community center, a cold weather shelter, a worshiping community all out of our church in Westport. We also operate a four-acre vegetable farm. We distribute Narcan. We work with Bishop Dr. William Barber on the Poor People's Campaign, who's invited our street leaders to testify in front of U.S. Senate hearings. And we just won a federal lawsuit against the city of Aberdeen, defending our right to pastor and accompany people living in the county's largest homeless encampment. Uh, if you were with us at the adult forum, there's a lot more to say about that, uh, and you can talk to me after the service. But for now, I'd like to talk about our work in light of the gospel reading. My spouse, Shelley, is also a preacher, so we were going back and forth about this parable all week. And she shared with me that the parable of the prodigal son is also sometimes known as the parable of the missing mother, that each of the men in this story are such a wreck because they are grieving, that they are so lost they cannot even name her absence and do not even necessarily know who it is they're missing. Even Jesus doesn't name a missing mother as he tells the story. Instead, he and the rest of us are stuck spinning our wheels over and over about these men and the respective messes they've made. So the character who becomes our most visible target is the prodigal son. And what exactly do we say is his sin? Dissolute living. He did not save his money. We don't know whether he had very much of it to begin with. He was a younger son. 
He wouldn't have received the lion's share, probably just half of what his older brother got. But what he had, we know he spent, and some of it he spent on women of the city who remain unnamed in this text, somewhat like the missing mother. By now, some of you have probably watched or heard about Como News' recent video, Seattle is Dying. It is an hour-long special on the rise of local homelessness and opioid addiction as assessed by law enforcement officers, business owners, and homeowners. It concludes with the proposal to increase policing, incarceration, and forced drug treatment. The Seattle is Dying video shares the basic narrative of the older brother in today's gospel reading, that those deemed dissolute or prodigal, those who do not work, those living in encampments, those involved in the drug economy are undeserving as citizens of this city. Seattle is Dying also shares with this parable a completely unnamed source of grief and rage, a source deeper than the symptoms and the visible manifestations of poverty and suffering that the video exploits so unabashedly. That is, Seattle is dying says absolutely nothing about the staggering and unprecedented concentration of wealth in this city. Washington State has the most regressive tax structure in the United States. The rich are taxed the least, the poor are taxed the most. And among the rich here are some of the most wealthy individuals on the face of the entire planet. Skyrocketing property values have directly led to mass displacement and evictions of renters and low-income people, which have led in turn to mass homelessness This displacement has been even more staggering among communities of color. A recent UW study found that one out of 11 black residents of King County had been evicted between 2004 and 2017. None of these root causes are addressed in Seattle is Dying. Talking over this parable with my spouse, she asked me, What if our city is the father in this story? The missing mother is the city that cares for its poor, is built of streets worth living in, has universal housing, universal health care, public investment in healing instead of state violence. She's the thing we're all missing and don't even know we're missing and can't even name, the one who made the whole family work and held them together. The father is the city that eventually realizes what he needs to do to make the city, the family, work. And even though he realizes it late, better late than never, Jesus told this parable in the first place because the Pharisees and scribes wouldn't get off his back for welcoming and breaking bread with tax collectors and sinners. Working in Grays Harbor County, 
a place that's been even more brutally hit by poverty and the opioid epidemic than Seattle, many members of our congregation who are still actively using heroin and meth, we are frequently labeled enablers of people living with addiction. And we never disavow that label as enablers of people. We do not enable addiction, but we do enable survival. We enable oxygen, we enable warmth, we enable feeding hungry people, we enable hope. Our ministry's strongest leaders in general are people in recovery who we first meet in the depths of chaotic addiction, something like what Luke in today's gospel calls dissolute living. Today, as in Jesus' lifetime, those most scapegoated for living so-called dissolute lives are frequently poor, frequently targeted precisely because they expose the fundamental flaws built into our society. The prodigal son exposed the reality that firstborn sons inherited double and there was no safety net to catch the rest of the generation. Likewise, we have realized in our ministry, if you want to expose what it takes, what it really takes to recover from heroin addiction while living in a tent in a back alley in Aberdeen, you need to ask somebody who's been through that, which is what we do at Chaplains on the Harbor. We ask, and when you ask, you learn a lot. You learn that there's no detox facility in the county, that there's almost no option for inpatient recovery if you're on Medicaid, that it is far more affordable and accessible to self-medicate for chronic pain than it is to rent a place that gets your bones out of the cold or find a psychiatrist or find a living wage job. When you ask, you also learn that people run drugs precisely because it is a job in a county that offers precious few, especially for millennials, especially for people who cannot afford college, especially for people with criminal records, of which there are many. Out of this asking and learning, we've committed to two key things at Chaplains on the Harbor. And the first is building up the leadership and amplifying the voices of people who have been at the bottom. The second is creating living wage jobs for homeless people, especially those with criminal records and especially those with a history of addiction. There's much more that needs to be done beyond this, but this is our small step this is us stumbling toward hope and healing like the prodigal son's father. And this is us maybe reaching toward the dream of restoring the missing mother, the city where we are all held, all healed, where we all belong, the wildest dream of God. <laughs>